Hi Todd. Hey Nick. How are you? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm good. Today uh, I have an Oberon. Uh, found it in the garage. So I put that in the refrigerator when I got home and now it's cold. Is that beer? Yeah, beer. Oh, it's a Michigan. Uh, yeah, Michigan beer. Bell's Brewery in Comstock, Michigan. Oberon. It's kind of a, it's a wheat, wheat beer. Cool. Yeah, it's good. What are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a an Americano. You know what an Americano is? Uh, I think I do. Yes, yeah, so I I like to make my own coffees, and today I made myself an Americano. This is going to be a long day. Nice. At work, or did you bring it? Um. So on my desk at work, I have a bunch of tools. Maybe I'll send uh, and share a picture of all the things I have. I have a V60. I have an Aeropress. I have all kinds of like coffee beans and things, but this is actually an espresso. I used an espresso because it's uh, much quicker and I was late for this. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to take the shortcut and make an espresso. But normally I would make an an inverted AeroPress. I, I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love coffee and I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, there's a difference between loving coffee and being snobbish, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> We have quite a few coffee shops in Ann Arbor. They're like every every block. There's a, a coffee store. So it's really easy to find your own. Yeah, we have a lot of boutique coffee shops too. Um, is, I think there's um, there's some myth that Wellington is the world capital of coffee because there's the highest number of coffee shops per capita. I'm not sure if that's uh, a made-up story by New Zealand tourism or not, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> you never know. Uh, how was the uh, GDG Summit? Summit. Summit was good. Yeah. Yeah. I met this uh, really interesting guy at the Summit. <laughs> you should keep in touch. <laughs> <laughs> we should keep in touch. No, the Summit was good. I, uh, I enjoyed it. It was a little bit, I don't know, more low-key than the previous year. Uh, so this is my second one that I went to. Um, but it was good. It was uh, It was nice to have only a, a half day of sessions and a little bit more time to be able to talk with other um organizers from mm-hmm. from around the world i uh i I, have, I didn't go last year i went the year before and the year before that and um i thought it was one of the better better summits i i guess we should be mindful that uh, we might be under nda so i don't <laughs> we probably don't want to share more than we should but um i thought it was very well put together and um I, I particularly enjoyed the, um, the stream of talks and the fact that there were answers to some of the problems they were dealing with or the organizational things or challenges that we have. So that makes me hopeful. Um, but yeah, kind of like you, I thought it was really good to see what 500 people there. And yeah, I saw you were very, um, very keen on being seen with that robot serving desserts and, <laughs> and canapes. Yeah. Well, it was really cool, and I took one picture, and I sent it home, and uh, my daughters, they thought that we got a robot to take home with us. (laughs) (laughs) They thought I was going to bring home the little serving robot. But then what did you uh, actually bring home? (laughs) It was the little tiny Android, you know, the little one that we got, the little desk desk Android. So yeah, when I got home and I pulled that out, they were quite disappointed. (laughs) Did they check your pockets for the robot? No, no. But um, I don't remember if it was you or it was somebody else said that 
that that robot should definitely have a Roomba in the base. <laughs> like it Maybe. drives around the conference room, right? Serving food to people. And it would only make sense. He was a Roomba. Maybe it is a Roomba. <laughs> like it definitely should be. And if not, Roomba is missing a huge opportunity. So if Roomba, if you're listening. Yeah, what what was really interesting is the way it can stop. And I think the way it can detect like people interacting with it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. How did you yeah, find, sure. did you did you feel any pressure to like take food off the robot or put food back on the robot or how, how was uh, that? No, I, I mean, I did take some food off of it, but it was a very casual thing. It moved really <laughs> fast. It was surprisingly like it, it moved at least at the pace of a person walking across the room, which I thought was really fast. So I was kind of surprised how quickly it moved, but, but I used it. And then there was a different one. Did you see the garbage robot? Yes. Yeah. There was another one that was like the garbage garbage robot. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if we should uh, share some photos on uh, in the show notes or something. I can I can email yeah, our I can email our leads and see what they say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that was really neat. What did you yeah. think about the um, food and outdoor games and stuff like that? Oh, let's see the. Uh... What's that game called that we played? That we kept winning. We played, we played cornhole. Okay, like <laughs> you, you toss the the bean bags back and forth. Yeah, we uh, we don't yeah. have that here. I'm going to try and import it. See what happens. You can just make it. It's super easy. Like it's just some plywood, a couple of two by fours, some bean bags. Yeah, but then it's super easy to make. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Because yeah, cool. was... I don't know. What'd you think? Well, I I liked the dinner part because. Like I was tired after flying because I arrived, I landed at one and then went straight there pretty much. Dropped off my stuff at my hotel and then went straight there. And I was tired and really not in the mood for much. And I'm a very outgoing person, as you know now. Uh, But I was like, nah, I can't handle this. I need need to kind of like reboot myself, which is, I guess we wouldn't have met had I not done that. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I went outside. I'm like, nah, I need to kind of like chill for a sec. But I liked that dinner because it was um, unstructured or, hey, let's mm-hmm. let's celebrate a little bit. And I, I don't know about you, but at least in my neck of the woods, we don't often stop to celebrate. And if I look at, I don't know, many GDGs around, we've been doing a lot of really, I don't know, hard work trying to... Um, evangelize the products that we believe in and uh yeah it was really good to get that time to just you know chill and meet other people and talk and my way of doing that was to just go outside the venue where there was no one else which if anyone here hears me say they'll go like oh rubbish you never do that <laughs> you'll, you'll be amongst it there there were people i mean i was out there i think a lot of people were inside eating yeah, the DJ guy was a bit lonely. <laughs> uh, and for the summit, I, I quite enjoyed that public speaking workshop, despite the fact that I didn't 100% agree with the presenter. Um, I liked the workshop. I think it touched on some important points. And yeah, I I mean, I think I took out of it more than just the power pose. <laughs> the power pose. No, I agree. That was a that was a good one because, uh, I mean, what we, a lot of what we do, right, is speeches and and helping get other speakers talk about topics and and whatnot so having a topic about that is uh very valuable yeah 
and I guess it was nice to see other people there too. Like um, many of the um, people I met like two or three years ago, particularly from Canada and Europe. It, otherwise, I wouldn't be seeing. Like I always just so busy, and there's so many people there. Yeah, you don't really yeah. have the chance to stop and say hi and catch up on how things are going and and all that stuff. So yeah, I think that summit was really really good, and it's I know it's one of the things that in our part of the world we ask for more of like more get-togethers with the local gdgs and gds and you know mm-hmm. like more coordination and stuff like that so it was good and i hope it, they keep doing it it seems to be getting bigger every year yeah yeah it's really nice i like it and it's nice that it coincides right with uh google io makes kind of one big trip which is nice or more convenient for, for home life to only be gone the one time for me the one time is that was that your first io uh that was my second second um but yeah just having it all back to back you know makes it easier i think instead of uh having multiple trips where i'm gone i mean i thought you liked flying spirit <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's nice when their credit card machine doesn't work and then you still you know you can get stuff for free but um yeah i had to pay on the way home, I had to pay for stuff. But mm. yeah, Spirit. Spirit is, uh, I don't know. That flight home, did I tell you about my flight home? I, all I know is that you were very glad you had uh, buckled in. Yeah. Oh, man. It was, I mean, I've, I've you know, I've not, I don't fly a lot, but I've had my fair share of flights. And it was like the scariest flight <laughs> I have ever had on the way home. It was probably... So, I don't know, we were like halfway home, I would guess. I mean, I have no idea. We were probably halfway back. And uh, my phone said like one thirty in the morning, Pacific time. So, I don't know, wherever we were. And, I mean, I just woke up out of a dead dead sleep. And we were like dropping. We were <laughs> dropping like crazy. And people were screaming. There was a lady. She was seriously screaming at like... The t- I mean, like you would see in a movie, right? Like this lady was screaming and everybody just woke up and it was, it was really scary. And, uh, for a moment there, you know, I was contemplating like what was happening, but, uh, I don't know. It all worked out in the end. Did it just suddenly stop dropping or was it like a gradual readjustment? Yeah, it was, just, it was a lot of, you know, turbulence and then it just got worse and worse and we were like, we were swinging like left and right, you know, up and down. And then all of a sudden there was this huge drop. And I think if you didn't have your seatbelt on, like you would have hit the ceiling for sure. If you had just ordered, say, a glass of bubbles. <laughs> and <laughs> anything. You have to pay for everything. No matter so what. Would you have to pay for it again? Or would they give you like a free oh. refill? Like, sorry about the drop. I don't know. They weren't really serving anything at all. But... They would probably be make you pay again. Yeah. Like they yelled at people for getting out of their seat to like go use the restroom. They were like, sit down, sit down. Okay. <laughs> Throw up in your purse. <laughs> like, yeah, they didn't want <laughs> so, yeah. But I'm guessing you, you would have to pay again. <sighs> Fine. I don't know. Spirit. I mean, not that the turbulence was their fault. That was a coincidence. <laughs> Everything else is their fault. <laughs> but, you know. Because uh, did you? Because were, were you late as well? Because my flight was late. Um, no, not really. No, it was way back on time. But that red eye, man. Oof. I mean, I know you have a really long flight, but 
You flew three hours and I flew 12 and you're complaining. (laughs) And I missed my connection. Well, it's like a four, what is it? A four hour flight that takes like eight hours, just about. Because the time, you have like time change. So it's like a, you know, three or like a four hour flight. Actually, I think it was, it was over four hours and then plus like three hours East Coast or West Coast, East, East Coast. But you do realize I, I flew out on Thursday and I got home on Saturday and there was a single sunrise in between, right? <laughs> so, it's yeah. So, if you go fast enough, the other way. That's what happens. Like, I fly out New Zealand at seven in the evening and I arrive at one in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. You go, you go in the Well, like right, like right now. Like, right? do you want the it's numbers true. for Lotto? Like, just tell me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's Tuesday here. Go. Well, do how that? do you think New Zealand survives? We just keep winning random lotto in Canada, in Mexico. Have you tried to explain time zones, like this time thing to kids, like young kids? Not yeah, but that should make for a great topic, maybe, eh? Oh. We should add it to our list. Yeah, it's They don't understand at all. <laughs> it's completely my mind. I mean, I, we as adults barely understand it, especially as programmers, you know, because that's like a huge thing in application development. But time zones and then especially yeah you and me right it's midday it Tuesday sure is for you and it's monday night for yeah me. and hello from the future no i uh i think i've managed to explain hemispheres to my five-year-old i think she gets that now why you okay. are not falling off yep. earth and stuff <laughs> and well because it's quiet i mean <laughs> how can you fall it's off and the other one was uh <laughs> i explained sure. explained to her seasons that's right because yeah, she's very oh, yeah. keen on skiing and whatnot and i've been trying to explain well when it's summer here if you want to go skiing we could go you know like back to europe or whatever and it's like oh okay why is that and then you know take a torch and take a ball and make the torch turn the torch into the sun and spin the ball around and go around the room and stuff like that it's <laughs> it depends how much time you have but you can do some really fun um, reasoning with them but now there's um there's this really cool ar apps so we use them on iPads where you can like have the solar system and interact with it and zoom in and out and see what happens. It's really cool. How was IO? Yeah. IO. Do you remember IO? I do. I'm trying to think of a specific. Do you like uh, do you like the new uh, pixels? Uh yeah. I actually haven't looked at them a lot. I've been very busy. Uh I did dive into the Q, mm-hmm. the new Android release. I've had that on my personal phone for almost a week now, and uh, it's been going great, actually. There was a a caution about um, like banking, mm-hmm. banking apps, but I haven't had any problems yet. My banking apps, they still work. So, so yeah, it's been really great. Um, I actually found one bug today, and I reported it in the bug tracker. Um, there's like, it's the most obscure thing, because I was debugging some stuff today and my screen never turned off like the screen just never turned off and i'm like this is weird like my phone's not plugged in because as you know i was doing this this usb stuff right so i can't plug my phone in so i'm doing like wireless debugging and um my screen doesn't turn off so i went into the screen settings and there's like no setting for the timeout for your screen to go to sleep like there's a little dialogue that pops up and there's just nothing there so i think that's a bug Maybe not. But yeah, anyway, Q's good. Uh, do you, are you running it in forced dark mode or are you running it in... I think okay. dark mode. 
It took me about a day to get used to it, but now I like it. Okay. Is it jarring yeah. when you go to an app yeah, that I is like maybe not playing that nicely? Because I saw Google rolled out support for Calendar and Google Keep and more and more apps. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little jarring. Now, I uh, I finally moved my Mac to dark mode. And that's just because I like the purple on dark. I don't like the purple on light. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's so far so good. You know, like it's on purple. Mojave, on macOS, you can specify like your oh. accent colors. So I yes. like purple. So I <laughs> all, all my buttons and okay. scroll bars and everything's purple. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Nice. It's, uh, you should see the, um, the reaction on people's faces when they need to use my Mac for whatever reason. It's like, oh my God, what's, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, dark mode's good. What else did I? I thought I always oh, kind of like a, an introspective look into like what Google is doing with, Android and cloud and Firebase and whatever. It feels like they went kind of, they took a step back and they looked at what they had and like, how do we make this robust or solid or whatever? It kind of reminds me from like Google maybe two years ago or three years ago when they did something similar. And I I think that's Mm. good. Like if you look at say gestures, they've kind of consolidated gestures on something that's very familiar to people. And especially people who live in more than one ecosystem. So, for example, you have you have an mm-hmm. Android phone and an iPad, right? Like I have an iPhone, an iPad. I have a yeah, and, whatever. <laughs> and I have a I have a Pixel that I carry with me, particularly when I travel, right? Because my iPhone doesn't have dual SIM and whatever. So I use my uh, I use my Pixel as my travel device, and then once a month, a year, I just want mm-hmm. to immerse myself in the Android ecosystem. So I turn everything around, and for that month, Android is my primary platform. And um, yeah. it's probably going to be quite nice to know that I'm going to edge swipe and things will happen in a predictable kind of way. You I think... haven't used it yet, but... So I do. I have. When I switched, I was like, I'm going to try the new gesture mode. And it's... If it makes it to production, I will buy you Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It, it's weird. And it's really, it's really hard to get to your recents. So, I don't know, for a lot of listeners, like the little square, right, where you can bring up your, your recent apps. So now that's a new gesture where you have to, like, slowly drag up from the bottom of the screen. And it's just, it's super inconsistent. So sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes all you get is your app drawer. Like, you can't get to your recents. So it's it's really but hard to trigger. Have you tried doing that on your iPad that if you run, good. like, iOS 12? Because they have the same interaction for the uh, dock. So if you just gently swipe up, I, I kid not. you not, if you gently swipe up, it does like a go back to home screen type thing. And if you swipe and hold kind of thing, they do another thing. And if you just gently swipe, they sh- just yeah. just reveal the dock. It's just really confusing. And because I, when I saw Apple do it, I was like, how does this make sense alongside all the accessibility stories that they tell people? You know, like Apple's historically been very yeah. proud around, you know, like we build software that's easily accessible by everyone and whatever. We're sp- speaking of values, yep. right? Like Google and privacy and like f- for everyone, right? That was the slogan or the motto. And I still, yep. after all these months, maybe a year now, I'm still confused on iPad when I swipe up. I'm like, oh, should I just swipe and hold or <laughs> eventually it will work surely? You know, and yeah. I cannot see my mother use it, right? So for my parents, I've turned off all these advanced features and 
Thank you. Exactly. That's I envision like my mother who, who I'm sure will listen to this and you know, other just non-tech enthusiasts. And I'm like, how are you ever going to figure out all of these different gestures? It's, it's not, I don't know. It's not discoverable, you know, like on your, your trackpad on your MacBook pro, there's a bunch of gestures that you can do with your fingers, but like they show you the little tutorial one time (laughs) and you're supposed to remember that. Like, I don't know. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with gestures if it makes the the light of day. Yeah. We were touching on accessibility and I kind of dropped like a privacy thing in there. Um, What's your experience so far with privacy? Because, ah, you know, I don't know. I, I don't have, I'm, I'm just starting to formulate some opinions on privacy with regards to my, you know, my mm-hmm. tech data, you know, I kind of like having all of it out there because it makes everything better. Like it makes things easier to use. Um, but, but, you know, sometimes it's, it's too much, I guess. So, so yeah, it'll be nice to have more control. You know, in the um, Apple world, many times people say, Hey, if you're not paying for something, then you are the product. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> and there's a, a current kind of a debate. I saw a bunch of um, leading developers uh, argue that, you know, Apple's not really a, a saint either. If you look at what they do in uh, like China, where they've given the Chinese government access yeah. to iCloud and they store stuff there. And I'm not sure if they don't do the same in other parts of the world. Um, but Google's argument, I believe, is... Um, you shouldn't have to spend thousands of dollars to have a private device or have access to privacy. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if you look at what, two and a half billion devices out there, how are you going to transition everyone to that when it's a new mantra? It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they have this long, long tail, right? Where it, it takes you know, all these concepts get introduced, but it takes a really long time for it to to actually percolate through their entire system. Yeah. And I think that's just scale, right? That's a scale problem that they have. Yeah. And you have to embed those kinds of values into every single team. Like with Apple, there's this, yeah. I'm not sure if it's true or if it's not true, but there's this kind of like established philosophy, Apple University style um, where, you know, privacy and accessibility and some other values, uh, like care for the environment and whatnot, they are deeply embedded in every single individual. So uh, when they build products, they, mm-hmm. they kind of think about those things all the time. But then if you look at our experience, we say Google Photos. <laughs> like, I never, yes. I this never thought awesome. I would have access to 6,000 email addresses. <laughs> everybody yeah, that, that is Google insanity. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, you got to wonder how long it took after, you know, somebody shared that and and somebody went running into somebody's office and said, oh my God, Fred, what did you do? Remember, but right. the thing is, even the way the app works, it wasn't prepared for that kind of influx of sharing. Like my iPhone went ballistic. I was getting push notification after push notification. Somebody else joined the album. Somebody viewed the photo. experienced this oh. just a few days prior, right? When I set up an album with you and a couple of other people 
And then we noticed, right, every time somebody would upload something or view photos, it sent a notification to everybody else. And you're like, well, this is fine for like four people, right? Not a big deal. Sure. Like maybe when you upload a photo, maybe it's okay. But when somebody goes and they view a photo, I'm like, that is excessive. Like really. It is. You're like, and do I really care? <laughs> do I really need to know that? But then again, what happens is, you know, you, you will, a number of people who get like view notifications will open the app. The app has another chance to back up photos and keep you in the system. And there we go. Yeah. I do love my Google Photos. It's well. I hope you're not counting on a Pixel 3a to extend your full resolution photo storage thing. I don't know if you saw, but with the original Pixel, you got access to full full res backup. With a Pixel 3a, it's only high res. Oh really? Yeah. Well, no. Everybody gets high res. Everyone gets high res. So if you but but if you bought a Pixel, one of the other non 3a Pixels, you'd get full res. Right. Not just high res. Oh, I'll have to look because I, like I have a Pixel Two. Yeah, so you have full res for a certain amount of time. Correct. And there's some cutoff date. Yeah, but if you buy a three A, that doesn't extend that date. It's just oh, interesting. And it felt a bit unnecessary. Like, yeah, I don't know. Especially since they shipped the phone for three ninety nine, and that same week, Best Buy and T-Mobile, and I can't remember who else were selling it for two ninety nine. Right. So I'm like twenty five percent off on <laughs> week one, right. and yeah, I don't know. It felt like a cheap move. But then again, with Apple, you have a whole five gigs of storage in the cloud. <laughs> Use it wisely. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny. I remember when my uh, my brother in law and I don't know some other people, my sister, like right, they run out of storage, and I'm like, let me show you this thing called Google Photos, and it just takes care of this for you. And you like don't have to worry about it. So I'm like five gigs is not that's just not enough. Yeah, especially for backups, right? Like Well it's everything. So, oh well. Yeah. I give them twenty bucks for two terabytes of storage and I don't think about it. I'm like, yeah. well, it's the Apple tax. I have my entire life. It's crazy. But you know, like to be fair, um I do appreciate that feeling of privacy I have, like I don't, no one gets push notifications when somebody looks at a shared photo, right. you know, so it's, I don't know, it's maybe an illusion, but, um, oh well, it's a late night for you there. You're going to have to prepare for, uh, for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, 8.45. It's not too bad. So when we spoke earlier this morning, you blew my mind. Um, you basically had already sent two kids to school. How do you manage to do that so quickly? Well, I have a lot of help from my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of a team team effort, you know. So we uh, we get up, oh, I don't know, we get up about 6.30, 6.15. At least I do. She gets up much earlier to, to get ready. And then, uh, yeah, I roll out about, about 6.15 and, you know, I help my oldest get ready a little bit but she's very self-sufficient she does a lot on her own which is really nice uh so so yeah you know we i don't know quickly eat a lot of stuff's ready so you have breakfast together um no because my my five-year-old she's like self-sufficient as well but i i feel like we still need at least an hour and a half or two before we can leave the house (laughs) It's just, there's so much that she needs yeah. 
air quotes yeah. needs to do in the morning mm-hmm. and it's hard to say no even like there's some of it like oh daddy i really need to read this book thing because i can't remember whatever i'm like oh yeah, yeah i want to encourage you to read more so why not let's read some more right. and then um when it, when time comes to kind of prepare her sister she she really has to like run around and make sure that she's contributing so rather than focusing on herself and getting herself ready she really wants to be a part of everything else i do with her sister so yeah, oh, yeah. it's a, a solid a solid hour and a half two hours sometimes huh wow yeah no, i'm lucky that uh the other the other two kids we um we pretty much just get them up and I get them in the car and I take them to our uh, our daycare lady and they eat breakfast over there. That's um, amazing. What time does that place open? Uh, seven. So it's like a private, like in-home daycare. Mm-hmm. So there's only a uh, you know, couple of kids there and uh, a woman that takes care of them. Oh, cool. And she feeds them breakfast and lunch. Let's go. Cool. So, you see, our so kindy yeah, only opens at seven forty-five. So even if yeah. we did wake, the kids would be starving by yeah. seven forty-five because they went to right. bed at seven or seven thirty. So right, like twelve hours earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we're we're really fortunate on that front, you know. Um, so so yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's been a lot of years in the making. You know, you keep you keep adding another kid. It's like another layer <laughs> of the cake, <laughs> right? You know, like your previous routine. You're like, all right, well, now we'll just do this little bit extra thing and this little bit extra thing. So, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It helps. Mm, awesome. Well, maybe we should call it an episode, <laughs> call it a night for yeah. you, and call it a lunch break for me. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Uh, cool. There you go. So, if somebody listens to this and they want to follow you, they should probably go on Twitter and follow at Todd Deland. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Three Ds. T-O-D-D-E-L-A-N-D. Yeah. All right. So if somebody was on to follow you, where would they where would they go? I'm N-I-C-K-T-M-R-O. So that's Nick T-M-R-O. So until next time. Keep in touch. <laughs>